The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, Ireland's new electoral commission has just been uh, established and it's looking at ways to enhance our democracy. And it comes ahead of the most significant redrawing of Ireland's constituencies since the foundation of the state because it'll certainly see the creation of the largest ever Doyle in the history of the state. We'll have somewhere between 171 and 181 TDs. We'll explain how that arises. But joining me now is a member of staff with the electoral commission, the head of electoral operations, Tim Carey. Tim, good morning and welcome. Um, you were set up in February. We were set up in February, brand and, new. And you have a big job to do in advance of the next uh, elections. Now, which ones will you be effective in? Okay, so yeah, this is our first big role. We have a lot of other roles, but our first big role is this constituency review. It's going to look at Doyle and European constituencies. Um, so the local ones won't be happening at this time. So it's just Doyle and But European. ultimately you will have a look at those too? We will indeed, yes, when we're requested by the Minister. Okay. Um, why would you be looking at European constituencies, first of all? Uh, are we going to get more or fewer MEPs? There's actually two reasons. One is that uh, the, because of the population increase and the population change in the country, we need to look at just the, the fairness of distribution of the seats throughout the country. And then recently, new news is that we will be getting one, we think, and possibly even two new members of the European Parliament it's yet to be confirmed yet. I think we'll know in June, but I think we're, we're definitely expecting one at this point. And is this to do with the exit of the Brits? It's to do with various aspects of that, yeah, and using up and, and I think increasing representation of the smaller countries in the, in the European Union. Now, uh, what sort of ratios do we need? How many electors for each MEP? Well, it's much more, I, off the top of my head now, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure because it just does, it's changing slightly now, but I mean, it's a much larger constituency. So we have Ireland South, Ireland Midwest North and, and, and Dublin. So, you know, I think that relationship that we have with our MEPs is much more distant than the relation we have with, our, with the members of the Dáil. Sure, you mightn't meet an MEP from one end of the year to the other, but if you go about your business in the right way, you can meet any number of TDs. Correct. And that's, I suppose, been part of the tradition of our of our system. Now, talk to me then about the Constitution and how you are circumscribed in terms of your work. OK, so, I mean, a basic question is why are we doing this now? We're doing this now because there was a census last year and the population of Ireland is intrinsically linked to the number of Doyle seats. Basically, the Constitution says that one TD must represent, on average, throughout the country, between 20 and 30,000 people. So that's a basic sort of statistical yeah. issue. But it could mean that uh, it could be 20,000 in one constituency and 30,000 in another. Or are you forced to kind of redraw the constituency to make... On average, I don't know how much flexibility you give yourselves. Is it 1%? Is it 5%? Is it 10%? Brilliant question. And that's exactly the the, the, the complexity of it. So it's not just, you know, you can, in Wexford, it's 20,000 per person or in Donegal, it's 30,000 per person. It actually has to be, as, as far as is practical, equal around the country. So... In Donegal, your rep- TD must represent roughly the same number of people as yeah. in Wexford or but, Galway. But it's not going to be exact. It's so not going to be exact. So how much have, flexibility do you give yourselves? The, the rule of thumb, and it is only a rule of thumb because there is constitutional, there's, there is like legal precedent around this and legal uh, uh, decisions around it. 5% variance plus or minus is the rule of thumb. And going beyond that is kind of seen as, as, as relatively exceptional, but it can you can go beyond that. All right, so uh, 20,000 constituencies say, because it's easy to do 5% there, 1 20th. It could be 21,000 or 19,000. Yeah. 
that, so, and actually okay. that was the figure that was actually, got the five percent originally was the one thousand. Was the one thousand. Yeah. Now uh, let's talk then about the constituencies. The idea that maybe it would be fair on smaller parties if you had seven seaters, so that the smaller parties with transfers and so on might scramble a person into the doyle. So this is another aspect that goes into the mix. So you have the twenty to thirty thousand. You have the variance issue throughout the country, and then you have a limitation on the number of seats that you can have in each constituency, and that's a limitation not set down in the constitution but sent down and set down in legislation. So it's three, four or five. We've received some submissions asking, well, our constituency should now be a six seat constituency. Yeah. But that's actually not possible. So you'd do two threes. You could do two threes. That also, is, it may not be as straightforward as, as it goes in terms of the variances and respecting sort of the geographical entities within counties. So, I mean, there were... Uh, as you know, there were, I think, nine seat constituencies back at the foundation of the state. But since the 1940s, it's been three, four or five. And just looking at the SARC, it's been fairly sort of reasonably distributed between three, four and five. So precedent isn't given in the terms of reference to five seats are better or three seats are better. So in the current setup, there's majority, a larger percentage of four seaters and then three and five are kind of not quite evenly split. There's more five than threes. Okay. Now we obviously having proportional representation on multi-seat constituencies, we're entirely different to our neighbours. Yes, uh, we're entirely different to most of the world, to be honest. <laughs> um, and you know, I think we are. Malta is, is is a similar voting system, but not a similar representation system. So I think we're the only country that actually undertakes this exercise every five years, um, which makes us absolutely unique. Now the uh, respecting of various boundaries, be they geographical. I mean, it there could be a river in the middle of a constituency and you know back in the day with the Ardonkian car trying to get to a polling station across the river might have been difficult uh, that is no longer the case I suppose but there are still county boundaries that people like to see respected but also some geographical boundaries that people would like to see respected Yeah absolutely and that's part of the, ter- the specific terms of reference so the county boundaries is a big issue for people in Ireland we have a very close affinity with our counties and you know we have an, an, an identity with that with the system that we have, it is virtually, it is impossible to respect all county boundaries. It is absolutely impossible. But I think... This what, is b- b- even before you start to Even work. before you start, it's impossible to do that because of the various populations within the counties and the seat restrictions and the need to have equal representation. So it is absolutely impossible. But you try and minimise that. And the Electoral Commission, I mean, the Commission members' first port of call is really, what can we fix as opposed to what can we change and and, yeah. and, and distribute. So, and then you talk about physical boundaries. So I suppose, you know, in, in the major cities of Cork and, and Dublin, the river is a physical boundary. Um, the Shannon is still a very strong physical boundary. I mean, there can be 10 miles or 15 kilometres to between bridges. Yeah. So allowing people, and does that really mean that there's proper representation across the border? Um, and, you know, the, the, the commission is very conscious that these aren't just lines on a map. These are communities. And, you know, we've received submissions from people who feel that they're not being adequately represented because their sliver of their county has been put on to another county. And that, that does cause issues for now, people. Uh, you, you have your mandate to do all of this. Um, the numbers can vary between representation of 20 to 30,000, which gives you flexibility in the number of new seats that you create. So... It, what are those limits? Okay, it it does and it doesn't. So uh, the minimum number of seats according to the constitution now is 171. And our mandate from the Oireachtas is to arrive at a figure between 171 and 181. So we're at the very much the lower end of the scale. 
in theory. What does that work out at, by the way, in terms of the, the number of voters? Between sort of 28,300 and 29,800. OK, so we're at the upper end. Oh, we're at the upper end. Absolutely. 171,000 just keeps us, you know, it's really on the borderline. Um, now, according to the Constitution, in theory, and your listeners may be surprised, that we could have 256 TDs at the, in the next, if it was just up 20, to 20,000. 20,000, which was historically the norm up until the 1980s. Yeah. Um, and that percentage has, or that ratio has just changed since then. But the Oireachtas has mandated us to pick a number between 171 and 181. Now, how did they arrive at that, or is that not? It, it's beyond your pay grade. It is indeed. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Now, did they say something about the size of the chamber? Because obviously, if you had two hundred and fifty-six, you simply couldn't fit them all in. That may be uh, very well part of their considerations, or they may feel that you know, uh, saying that there should be two hundred and fifty-six TDs may not go down well with the the voting public. There may be other reasons for that. So you know, they have historically now over the last few few de- couple of decades is to stick at the lower end of the limit but I think in fairness they've allowed the Electoral Commission a flexibility of 10 um, to, 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 to make their, their decisions. Now how do you go about your work because you do want um, submissions from the public I don't know how many you'll get and then how you feed them into your process. Yeah now I'm not underestimating the complexity of this for people to understand, but in a way, you know, you don't need to understand it, just need to be aware of the process that's undertaken. But I mean, if someone feels that they're in a constituency that isn't representing them or that they're, it's it's not sitting right geographically, um, please let us know. Um, we do, f- all the all submissions are read, all submissions are summarised and given to the, the members of the Commission for their consideration. It, this goes into the submissions go into a complex mix of maps and tables. So yeah. you know it's like as someone described it's like three dimensional chess. But we need people's opinion because w- it, the commission are seven members chaired by uh, Supreme Court Justice Mary Baker. You know they don't know the ins and outs of all communities throughout the country. The people in the communities know their issues, so they need to let us know. Um, what kind of things uh, would, would jump out at you? You know, you get a submission and you say, well, we've got to fix that. Well, I mean, the submissions will be, you know, I, I suppose that's not that's not easily done in terms of that. The submissions are all considered. They're all presented to the commission. And then the commission will look and say, OK, we have a problem in this part of the country. Can we solve it? Is there something that we can do in terms of the of the statistics and the mapping that we can solve this? And their job is very much can they solve problems as opposed to create new problems? However, with this considerable increase in number of TDs between 11 and 21, it's the largest increase since the 1980s, there is going to be changes in numerous style constituencies inevitably yeah. to get that variance right and and yeah, to whether, meet the whether other terms. a five seater becomes two threes or whatever it might be they're the, that's the nuts and bolts they're that's they're the real hard decisions that need to be made now it strikes me um, just thinking about this and uh, apropos of earlier conversations why don't you feed it all into chat gpt you know because that's the kind of complex questions it's supposed to be able to answer because it's all fact based it's mm, it's all fact based. Communities aren't tar- part oh, you of the just tell them the respect river. county boundaries, yeah. respect uh, rivers, and you know you could even specify the rivers. This is our ratio. Uh, I'm go sure and there's crunch the numbers. Physicists who would would be more than willing to do this, and and I think to an extent that's possibly uh, could make a contribution in the future, but it won't give the answer because the answer is a bit more complex than that. And I think that the the knowledge of geographic boundaries. The knowledge of communities, you know, that that whole knowledge, I do think artificial intelligence could offer options, but yeah. they won't offer 
complete solutions, I don't think. No. It'd be interesting, though, to, to get it to do the work quietly and then compare humans <laughs> with yes. what the AI has come up with. Because yeah. those are the complex calculations that machines can do, sometimes rather better than humans. And then you review it and you say, well, no, we cannot disenfranchise the people of Dungarvan. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, and I do think that there, there will be a role in, in that in the future. Currently, we're not there. We have the spreadsheets and the maps at the moment. Um, on WhatsApp, in the UK, uh, the population is 92,000 per MP. That's what it works out uh, for them. And also the MPs get paid far less money. I don't know what their allowances are. Maybe their headline salary is less. They also typically in the UK pay less tax than we do. So you have to work all of that out. Uh, have a referendum to limit the number of TDs to 100 or 150 maximum. That would be enough. I wonder what the impact of that would be. And again, this is beyond your pay grade and indeed mine to speculate as to what the public would think. Mm. They'd probably vote for fewer of them, wouldn't they? It's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, people in Ireland are very uh, like the idea of having very close relationships mm. with their, with their uh, TD. So, you know, to have that contact Contact is important. Yeah. However, They'd want to get rid of the fella from the other part. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. <laughs> but, you know, and I do think, you know, and I would say to people, you know, we're not looking for just feedback on individual constituencies or the minutiae. If people have can feedback on the national issues in terms of how this is done and the timing of it and the numbers and, and the constitution, please let us know through the submission process as well because, you know, the Electoral Commission, unlike previous bodies that have done this, the Electoral Commission is here for the next 100 years. It'll be doing these every yeah. five years. Now, now, tell me about the deadline for submissions. Deadline submissions is May 10th. So okay, it's so coming soon. It's a week. So um, the submissions can be uh, emailed to us at constituencyreview at electoralcommission.ie or just log on to electoralcommission.ie and you'll, and you'll, and be you'll, guided you'll, 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 get, you'll get to us. Now, we've been talking about redrawing and so on and constituency sizes, numbers of TDs. What else is in your mandate? Right, well... Um, one of the main things is previously Referendum Commission has run information campaigns for referendum. That will now be part of the role of the Electoral Commission. So and that, that'll be an ongoing role. Uh, education, research, addressing misinformation and disinformation in the online space, which is, will, be, will become a very key part of, of the work. Uh, registration of political parties, uh, oversight of the electoral register. So the Electoral Commission is, has, is, is now a very central part of our democracy and, and we welcome many engagement on yes. this. In the establishment of the, the Commission, uh, what about the relationship between yourselves, say, and social media companies in terms of getting stuff taken down? Do you have a special, um, you know, quick way in? There are provisions in the Act now. They haven't been they haven't been fully enacted at this point, um, but that is that is the next phase, and that, as people would be aware, is a really challenging area. Yeah. But it is the future in terms of how but, to manage our democracy and protect our democracy. The speed is of utmost importance yeah. because yeah. these things can go viral so quickly. Yeah. So my colleague Mary Claire O'Sullivan would be in charge of that area of, of the operations. Well, it's fascinating and we await your deliberations with great interest. Uh, when will we know how many TDs we have? We will be making recommendations to the Oireachtas by the end of August, so August 30th. Ooh. By the by August 30th, we'll have a report to the Oireachtas. It'll be up to the Oireachtas then whether they wish to enact uh, the recommendations, but we'll be making our recommendations by that point. All right, so we'll know how many seats are to be fought over uh, come the next election. Tim Carey, Head of Electoral Operations at the newly established Electoral Commission. Thank you very much for joining us in studio. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.